Well, hello and good afternoon wherever you are in the world. This is Vit Friends Blog Talk Radio Show. My name is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vit Friends. We are a vitiligo support community serving the United States of America and reaching even further to our friends wherever they are in the globe. Pleasant good afternoon to you, coming to you live from our studios here in Boston, Massachusetts, where it's a cloudy, gray, 80 degrees. And so I have the pleasure today of chatting with a dear friend, and I will go now to see if she is online. Hello? Vicki? Hello? Uh, So we know how it is with technical difficulties, so we're trying to see if I can connect with Vicki. Hello? Hello, Vicki? Hello? Hello? Vicki? Hi, Vicki. How are you? Can you hear me? Oh, good. I can hear you clearly. How are you doing? Great. I'm well. I'm in uh, Windy, Kansas. You're in Windy, Kansas, and we welcome you. You're on live on BitFriends Blog Talk Radio, and it's my honor and privilege to spend a couple of minutes chatting with you. So I hope you're ready for me. Are you? I'm ready. Great. Great. So I was trying to go back to see how long we've been friends. So I think it's been seven, six or seven years um, connecting on Facebook. So tell me a little of, who is Vicky? Well, I am a wife and a mother and a grandmother. I also have vitiligo, and yes. um, I consider myself an activist for mm-hmm. people with vitiligo. Awesome. So tell us how long you've had vitiligo. Um, I've had vitiligo for, for 35 years. Um, wow. I noticed my first spot on my hand um, went after about a year after uh, the birth of our daughter, Jessica. And my brother, <laughs> vitiligo is in my family. My brother has vitiligo, so I knew what it was. An uncle had vitiligo. And oh, wow. a great uncle. Yes. Yeah, so it's in my family. And autoimmune disorder, um, it also uh-huh. runs on my mother's side of the family. So from my father's side, I got the vitiligo, wow. and I was really predisposed to have vitiligo because of the autoimmune. My mother had, and her family has um, thyroid problems. They've, they've had Graves' disease. And um, wow. so that really made me vulnerable to mm-hmm. vitiligo, I feel. Wow, so you are not one of these um, who this thing just came upon them and they had, like myself, had no clue what it is, never seen it, never heard of it. You had it in your family, so you were well familiar. Right. That's interesting. Right. Interesting. And my my brother had gone to a dermatologist, and so we knew what the dermatologist would say, that that it's vitiligo and that it's just cosmetic. At that time, they they just passed it off and said, "There's nothing you can do," 
and mm-hmm. uh, and so, but I did go to the dermatologist because uh, even though I knew what it was, I didn't mm-hmm. mind it on my brother, but when it got on me, when it Absolutely. came to me, it really was troubling, and so yeah. I did seek help, and uh, the dermatologist told me the very same thing: nothing you can do, no, just cosmetic. Have you tried anything? Oh, yes. Um, Back in, the dermatologist actually told me to try walnut stain to make the, to make the patches lighter. It wouldn't, it wouldn't bring the pigment back, but it was a camouflage. And that didn't work at all. That, that was awful. But I tried different um, makeups. And even uh-huh. at that time, even we could make our own um, dye with food coloring. <laughs> so right. I tried everything. <laughs> yes. Oh, I tried goodness. everything. Oh, you put food coloring in alcohol and paint it on. <laughs> but the yeah. first time you have wow. to wash your hands, it's gone. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Now, back in those days, um, was there anything as far as support? groups or communities or, uh, uh, you know, there's so many things out there today. What about back then? No, there was nothing. That was the, that was in the mid eighties and there was, there was nothing. Um, Mm. Then a cousin, um, what in the, in, in 2000, a cousin told me that he had had come across a group for, for vitiligo on the internet. And mm. then I became aware of um, a group in Florida and a group for, out in um, California. California, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and I got a, the group in California had a chat line, a chat, a mm-hmm. chat room, a chat room. Yeah. And um, and so I I got on there, and for the first time, Valerie, I felt yeah. I was not alone. That wow. there were people who were dealing with the very same emotions I was dealing with. And yeah. my brother didn't, doesn't talk about his vitiligo. And, and here I and finally found some people who, yes, and I finally found some people who would talk about vitiligo. Yeah. And wow. also they were in touch with Dr. Pearl Grind. She was yes. practicing in California and treating people with vitiligo. And so yeah. I, I found fellowship. And Beautiful. hope, and even um, things to try to improve my overall health. There were people who mm-hmm. talked about eating healthy, exercise, stress relief. I found it very beneficial to be in touch with other people with vitiligo. Absolutely, and you know, we can both say that we were members of the same group because I had I'd been diagnosed in uh, 2002. And my doctor said, there's nothing here in Massachusetts. So, of course, I was new to the Internet, got on there, and found that very same group in 2004. Yes. And my login yes. was, my login name was VitFriend. Get it? <laughs> I and get it. And with the name VitFriend. So, yeah, we, we were part of the same organization. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, bringing it forward to today, what are your thoughts on support groups? The necessity, what we're doing. What are your thoughts on support groups today? I think they are they are uh, crucial 
so mm-hmm. important. Um, people are devastated by vitiligo. And I know that with Winnie Harlow and other models that vitiligo, people are much more aware in our society of vitiligo. But still, when you get spots and they spread and your appearance changes constantly, there there is an emotional toll that we can't deny. It hurts. It really damages your self-esteem and we we find ways to cope. Like I would, mine uh, because mine started on my hands. I would stick my hands in my pockets. I would hide them under a table. Um, yes. I tried to camouflage. Then when it got yes. on my face, it really oh, it really bothered me on my face. And and Valerie, if someone mentioned mm-hmm. my vitiligo to me, mm-hmm. I just melted inside i (laughs) i really just dissolved inside and i would try to put on a brave front and smile and laugh and explain that it's just vitiligo but inside i just died and and so did i did i need this emotional support from others yes you bet i did and it's just as crucial today yeah i still need my vitiligo friends I yes. I need them. I I need. I also want to be a part of the encouragement. I need the encouragement, but I also want to be an encourager. So so uh, support groups are essential, and we should use technology, the internet, yes. radio, every every available Zoom, every available yes. resource we have to to bring hope to people with vitiligo and their families. It's, it it it's crushes parents. It yeah. crushes yeah. parents when when their oh, child the is diagnosed. Yes, yes. And we One need to be there for them. Oh, yes, we do. We have to. If not us, then who? That's One right. misconception that's still out there because I was confronted by a doctor the other day and I was like, I was going to fall to the floor when the doctor, you know, we were talking about my condition. I was in there for something else. And to hear the, the, um, the comment that um, it's only African-Americans that get this condition. You're not African-American. Why are people still saying that in this century? I don't know. That shocks me. Um, in that in that original um, group that we were both members of, that uh-huh. started out in California, the majority of people who came they had a couple of conferences, and I attended one of the conferences. And the majority of people were Caucasian who were Absolutely. at that conference. People still don't get that, and well, that's it, one of the it, reasons. We have to. We, I think I because to talk the darker, to yes, the darker the pigment, um, mm-hmm. the, the more noticeable the white spots are. Oh. And and yes. I'm fair enough that in the winter months my vitiligo doesn't show up as much. Now on my face, on my lips, yes, uh, yes. you can see the contrast even in the winter. But 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 um, but then in about April, even though just driving the car, I start mm-hmm. to tan just from wow. the normal light, and you can really see those spots again. Yes, wow. absolutely. Um, people of all races and all ages and both sexes 
get this. Yes. It is an yes. autoimmune disease. And, and what I'm studying now, Valerie, is that the, the fact that our bodies attack pigment, uh-huh. it, our bodies are, are also prone to attack other organs as well. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. this vitiligo runs deeper than just our skin. We need and to that's know why we more. Need research, research, research. Yes, that's, we need research. Yes. And I want to circle back to the, the importance of support groups. As uh-huh. we seek treatment, treatment takes a long time. And I do treat my face. Right now I'm using a uh-huh. jack inhibitor on the spots uh-huh. on my face. And, uh-huh. and research has shown that people who have a support group will stay in treatment longer. They will use the medication. They will, they yeah. will get in the sunlight or they will go to that um, photo booth at the doctor's office. And, and uh, what is that called? You know what I mean, the light booth at the doctor's they office. Would, yeah, but they yeah. need the support of other people to say, hang in there, keep working it, you'll get that yeah. pigment back. If there's, a, if, yeah. if, if there's a, a hair that has darkness in that white patch, you can, that, that means there's, there's still pigment there. And there Absolutely. is hope. Yes. 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 Yeah. So we need those you, you, support groups as we treat, totally. and we need the in-person support groups. Yes. If you can yes. get to a Boston Bit Friends meeting or Bit Friends in, in New York or Minnesota or wherever, if you can get to an actual meeting. I attend in Washington, D.C. when I'm out there, and it is so yes. wonderful to be with those people who also have vitiligo in their families. It is so encouraging. It's, it's, it's really a wonderful thing. It's like a family. Yeah, it is like a, I cannot explain it, but it's like a family. And yeah. that bond just does it. Just when you see somebody else has spots, you just feel a connection. You talk about that other group that we were both a part of, and I did attend one conference in uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, and I was on that Amtrak just telling myself mentally, emotionally, I'm going to see a lot of people who look like me. And I, and it was not so. You're right. When I got there, it was more Caucasians and Indians. Yes. Some even flew in <clears throat> for the event. Um, and I was just totally surprised. I was, you know, where were my people? And there was just a handful of us, which we still talk today. And we still remain and contain our friendship. Um, even mm-hmm. to today, and that was 2005 or 2007, I think it was. Um, but, yeah, it's worth it. Support groups are worth it. Can you hear me? Yes. I attended in 2003, oh. and it was a meeting oh, okay. was in Florida. The two groups uh-huh. came together to host that meeting in Florida. But the conferences that we have now in America for World Vitiligo Day – very uh-huh. interestingly, they are mostly African American, the attendees. Yes, because we're spreading and, the word. And, um, yes, we're, we're sharing it. We're sharing it. We're getting the word out. You know, some of it is costly. I remember putting a spread in the in three newspapers: in the Boston newspaper, in the New York newspaper, and in the Philly newspaper. And that was my own money, you know. But the the, the response: an elderly woman. I think she was um, late 70s, came from Philly, and she said, I, I found it in the newspaper. 
and it brought tears to my Good. eyes that telling me yes. it's worth it. You know, it's worth and, it. And it doesn't matter what race you're from or your age. No. You'll benefit from coming to World Vitiligo Day. You totally. will benefit, and you will be accepted the moment you walk in the door. You are part of the family. Definitely. We want you to come. Yes. Yes. The the thing here in Boston, we have an older population. Um, the the four or five four or five that sits up front in my meetings, they're all in their eighties, and they're being diagnosed later in life. So nobody is exempt, whether you're young right. or whether you're old. It's it's free to anybody. And two of those ladies attended here in Boston in 2018, and they still to this day will talk about that experience and how it's changed you their bet. lives. Oh, yes. Yeah. It is oh, yeah. life-changing. It, it it really, well, you and I were in a small group in Houston um, a little over a year ago where a woman in her 90s was just recently diagnosed, and she shared oh, yeah. so openly. And, oh, and how oh, yeah. yes, and how discouraged she was. She even even admitted that she had considered considered taking her life because yes. it was so devastating to her. And she is a woman of stature. She wasn't she? Yes. Wasn't she a teacher, retired teacher yes. or minister's yes. wife or something? And so it can She's get a, a school teacher. Oh yeah. Yes, that's right. And, and then we had the opportunity to, in life. yes, then we had the opportunity to see her in June through a, a Zoom conference, yeah. and she's <laughs> transformed by her totally. being a part of of uh, our our United Houston States family. Vitiligo family. She is yes. transformed. Yes, totally. Talking about these conferences, what you came to the first one when we rallied on the steps of the Capitol in 2016, I had this vision. It came that, thank God that vision came to life and we broadcasted it on Facebook. Let's go to DC and folks came and you were one of those people. What was your experience like and how successful you think we've been with these conferences? Oh, it was an amazing, amazing beginning for me. Now, you all had met a year before in Boston, in Massachusetts, yes. and, and celebrated World Vitiligo Day. This was yes. my very first experience. I heard about it through Dr. Um, Rich Huggins and Dr. John Harris. And um, they invited me to, to be part of your planning committee. And so that's where I was on those phone calls, and I just hung in there because um, I, I, it was all a new group of people. World in Lago Day was a new concept to me, but I wanted to be a part of it. I saw how necessary it, it really is, and the idea that people all over the world could learn about vitiligo just really thrilled me. Also, the idea that doctors would work with us to have a a day to recognize vitiligo and to bring people together. And I appreciate that so much, that these doctors will work shoulder to shoulder with us. Um, So so then when we actually, and I had doubts, Valerie. I hate to tell you because you didn't have doubts. And Dr. Wallace did not have doubts. But I had doubts. 
could we actually bring people from all over to the United States Capitol? I just didn't see how it could happen, but it did. Well, and it you're was right. fabulous. I worried about it. I worried about it, and I the week before, oh, I I lost hair, and for my head, I lost sleep. I tell you. But the week before, I prayed. I prayed, and I said, God, I promise you, if you help me get this thing off, I will do whatever you want me to do from this day forth. I made, it's like I made a pact with God, and from that day I said that prayer. That rest of that week before we boarded the Amtrak, I had no worry. I felt my stress left my body. And I tell you, Great. I just kept preparing for success. And I tell you, you're saying it. You're saying it. And, yes, we're thankful for the doctors. Now, you're part of the Global Vitiligo Foundation. What is your role? What is the work of this Global Vitiligo? What is the purpose to us all? Well, the purpose of the Global Vitiligo Foundation is to improve the lives of people impacted with vitiligo and to provide compassionate care and eventually a cure for vitiligo. It brings together patients and physicians and their families. We're all committed to the same thing. And patient support groups play a vital role. Um, I represent people with vitiligo on the board. I think what's really unique about this organization is that it is patient and physician-led. You get a different perspective when people with vitiligo and these scientists, researchers, and doctors sit together at the same table. Um, We're excited about the new uh, interest from the pharmaceutical companies in vitiligo, the new grants um, for research, the research that's going on in America and, and through various universities and hospitals. I've never seen anything like it because when I was diagnosed, you just got a pat on the head and, and you were just basically told to live with it. Yeah. Yes, I'm here. Now, we, we're hoping that, you know, this year we have no conference and we're looking forward to 2021. We're all keeping our fingers crossed. And hopefully the doctors will take the lead. And we're looking forward to a great conference. And we're looking forward to seeing um, GVF really standing and undergirding and supporting support groups because it's our mission to run. This is our life. And it's our mission and our goal to to Mm -hmm. support the people. There's still people in hiding. And so we're we're going after this. We have about five minutes left. Let me ask you a very, very important question question and it ties into the future or what we're looking for as a village community what do you know of hr 3520 um that was put on the house floor in 1977 by harren i think his name was harren out of delaware i believe that vitiligo bill and what is that towards the setting the tone for the future of this community We've become much more aware of the role that government can play in helping us uh, know more about vitiligo, 
support patients and families with vitiligo and um, fund research projects. So this bill was introduced back in the 70s, but it basically didn't have enough support in Congress to go through Congress and become law, get passed, to, to provide funding for more vitiligo research and awareness. So we, as part of that um, first World Vitiligo Day, when we when we actually met in Washington, D.C., and you were part of this delegation yeah. that actually went to Congress, and, and I attended too, and we knocked on the doors of Senate offices and House of Representative offices, and we asked our Congress for more money for research and awareness. It was a tremendous day of lobbying, and, and we I felt we were very, very well received. Now, we've been back in years since then, but the work continues, and so we encourage everybody listening to us to talk to your congressman, talk to your senator, explain vitiligo, and explain that we need more funding for research and for awareness. And um, just you don't have to go to Washington, D.C. to do that. You can email. You can call. You can attend. Valerie, you went to your local government offices. So go right there wherever you are. Uh, look in the uh, look on the internet. Look in the phone book. Find out where your government offices are for your for your House of Representatives and Senate, and, and set up an appointment and go down and talk. If you can't reach the elected official, you can reach the staff. They can make the elected official aware. And you'll be doing us a tremendous service when you reach out and ask for more money for research and awareness. One of the things I think you created it, or might have been. Um, um, what's the girl's name? I can't remember her name right now. But we had some cards made. But I don't know if you you had a hand yeah. in making them. Where can we get yeah. those again? Somebody was asking for that the other day. We'd love to get those. Okay, I'll I'll look into that. Yes, we did have those cards, and we just had to get online and um, find out who to mail them to in Washington D.C. And it, and basically. You just told your story, and you ask them to remember vitiligo when they go about funding. I'll look into that and get back with you, Valerie, getting those cards available again. And we have the last couple of minutes to, to, to wrap this up. But I wanted to ask you, from your personal viewpoint, as you look out at the sea of vitiligo, what do you see as the future for our community? I think our future is very, very bright. And mm. and I also think the need is greater than ever before. I think stress contributes to vitiligo, and these are tremendously stressful times. I think we're going to find just from from people being locked down and the COVID uh, fears and then the, the tensions in our country that people are feeling stressed, and that isn't good for our bodies, and it comes out in some way which could trigger autoimmune disorder and vitiligo. So the need is there. Our future is bright. The main thing, Valerie, is we have to be united. Those groups that we mentioned, the the main problem was the disunity and competition between patient support groups. And and we are are in this it's for unity in the community. That's right. If we can be united 
and speak with one voice, we can really make a difference. Uh, and we have to do that. We have to do that. We have to. And I say that all the time. I look at the Lupus Foundation. I look at these other foundations. And coming together has made a difference. And, you know, one voice aiming at yes. one We'll get the job done. And, Vicki, I thank you. I thank you for giving us this 30 minutes today. We're, go, we're doing these um, shows to get different voices from our community to be heard. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for your time. Give our love to Todd. And what do you, you say? And goodbye. Well, God bless you, Valerie. I appreciate you so much. You are a leader in this movement. It's been your vision to have a World Vitiligo Day in America and to have great patient support groups, boots on the ground. God bless you. God bless your work. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Talking to you always touches my heart deeply. I love you. Have a great weekend. Love you, too. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. So there you have it. Live from Kansas is my dear friend Vicki, um, a friend with Vitiligo, uh, her husband Todd, a former senator from that area. We we love you, our, our Vitiligo community. We send you love and blessings. Stay safe. Stay Look out for one another and do what we have. Uh, use your mask and from Valerie and the entire Vitiligo family. God bless you. We love you. Stay well. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.